Hello and welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out podcast. I'm Pale, and I'm with a very special guest, my wife, Kayla. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Um, we're trying to not be so loud because the baby's sleeping. Yes, we had our baby, and he is asleep in the other room, so we're trying not to be loud and obnoxious. We are literally like 15 feet away from him. <laughs> And if he wakes up, it's not going to be good. Nope. So, um, all right. First things first, we're going to be talking about the movie It. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're going to be drinking um, two beers. Technically, yeah. yes. Technically, Kayla, you're drinking a beer. Technically. That's what they're saying. I'm trying the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin. And I will be trying Red's Wicked Mango Ale. Yeah. Right? So, that should be good. Which we'll get into those more later when we pop them open. Mm -hmm. So, I need to know what your first interaction with a clown was, and are you afraid of clowns? Okay, no, I'm not afraid of clowns. I think that's a silly fear, but people probably think me being afraid of spiders is silly. So, um, first time I ever saw a clown, I couldn't even tell you. Probably, what was that kid show we used to watch? Happy's Place? Happy's Place. And he wasn't even like a real clown. He had like half a painted face. It wasn't even fully painted. But other than that, I don't I don't know. Maybe like when you go to the fair or like a picnic, sometimes there's a clown or I or don't know. Did you ever go to the Shrine Circus? Nope. You never went? Mm-mm. Or what's the other circus? Uh, Barnum. Barnum Bailey's? Yeah, never did any of no? that. I've never been to the circus. Really? Mm-mm. We might have to go one year. I think the circus is done. Like, they closed or whatever, right? The Shrine Circus still is every year. Oh, okay. The other one's done? The other one's done. I never want to take Logan. I've never been to the circus. That was my first clown interaction with Shrine Circus. And I will admit, they kind of creep me out. Really? A little bit, yes. I never knew that. They creep me out just because you don't see their face. They have face paint on and they're... And you just don't know what's underneath there, you know. A face? I, I, I know, but <laughs> still it's... Okay, not very many clowns are like this clown in the movie and have like creepy teeth and all that. It's a clown. Yeah. It's a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so let's jump into it because we don't need to be uh, doing this all night. Okay. So the movie It, titled on screen as It Chapter One, is a 2017 American supernatural horror film directed by Andy Muschietti, based on the 1986 novel of the same name by Stephen King. The first of a planned duology, the film tells the story of seven children in Derry, Maine, who are terrorized by the eponymous being, only to face their own personal demons in the process. The novel was previously adapted into a 1990 miniseries. And I'm going to run down the cast, just so we can get familiar with Who's who? Jaden Lieberher as William Bill Denbro, who is the leader of the Losers Club. Bill Skarsgård as It, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Jeremy Ray Taylor as Ben Hanscom, who is the chubby kid and or the new kid in school. Sophia Lillis as Beverly Marsh, female member of the Losers Club. Finn Wolfhard as Richie Tozier, Bill's best friend, who 
also got the nickname Trash Mouth Tozier. I think it's Tozer. Tozer? I don't think it's Tozier. (laughs) It's not that fancy. I'm like phonetically trying to pronounce it. (laughs) I think so. It's all right. Jack Dylan Grazer as Eddie Kasbrack, hypochondriac with overbearing mother. Chosen Jacobs as Michael Hanlon, African-American homeschool student. Nicholas Hamilton as Henry Bowers. He terrorizes the Losers Club. He's basically the bully. And Jackson Robert Scott as Georgie Denbro, who is a seven-year-old brother of Bill. The movie was released September 8th, 2017. Movie budget, $35 million. Box office, $278.8 million as of September 29th, and that's domestic. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 85%, which is certified fresh. The consensus on the movie, well-acted and fiendishly frightening with an emotionally affecting story at its core. The movie It amplifies the horror in Stephen King's classic story without losing touch with its heart. Now, before we get start talking about the movie, mm-hmm. I've noticed there's a common theme with these light episodes where the introduction music will be be kind of tied in with like what we're talking about. Okay. But I couldn't really find a good intro to the... There's not like a sound or anything for him. It's just... But I did find this like minute and a half song from the... The, uh, what do you call it? The soundtrack. Uh-huh. So I'm going to play that just to get us in the mood and to get the listeners in the mood for... You're going to play it right now? Yeah. So... Okay. All right. So uh, check it out. Okay, we're back. All right, so I'm ready to get this started. Okay. All right, so overall, what do you think of the movie? I liked it. I like it was, um, it was creepy, and there were definitely scary moments, but there was also some slight humor that kind of made it a little more laid back and relatable too. Yeah. What did you think? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought. It was a little drawn out. Yeah, there's a lot of like K 
character development so that you can relate to the kids right. so that you want to care about them and care about what happens to them in the end. And I understand that this was adapted from the book. Yes. And I'm sure the book had a lot of character development and kind mm-hmm. of focused a lot on the experiences the characters went through with the clown. Yeah. But I would have enjoyed it more if they had built up the the missing children part of it. Kind of like made it more of a mystery. Oh, and, you would like to know like, oh, these kids are missing. What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, and I would like to see them like investigating. Well, they kind of do a little bit. Like they put up the flyers for kids that are missing and tell them we don't know what's happened to them. They're still looking for them. But, and it kind of implies that it has something to do with the clown. Right. But the kids are trying to figure out what it is and what's happening to them and where it comes from and all that jazz. Right. And it wasn't as scary as I would thought. I feel like... Um, it was like a good thriller, you, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, did you ever see the old one? It's been so long. It has I'm, been a long time. I'm not going to be able to make very good comparisons. I feel, though, like in the... Nothing against Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise, but I feel like the clown in the old one was scarier to me. But maybe that's just because I was so young then when that came out. And so it, it was like scary. That's oh what my I gosh, was thinking it's so too. so creepy. Yes. I mean, not that he's not creepy in the new one. It's just different. Maybe because we're older so we know not to be afraid of certain things. Or you see things in a different way. You already know what it is because of the previous book and the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. We were younger. It was something that we had not seen before and... I mean, we knew it was just a movie, but it just had a different effect on us when we were a kid. Mm -hmm. And now we know there's no reason at all to be afraid of a clown. This will never happen. And we've seen this originally before, so we knew exactly what we were getting into. When we were younger, though, we also related to the kids better because we were the same age. We were younger and we're like oh i could be that kid what if that was me and the clown took me you know that's even more scarier right than now when i'm 32 (laughs) um you're like okay that shit's never gonna happen like really Mm -hmm. there's a killer clown or whatever it is so only just like a bunch of wannabes dressing up and well, and those clowns are going to get themselves fucking killed because somebody's going to shoot their ass because they're trying to be funny, yeah. scary, and somebody's not going to think it's funny and shoot them in the face. Right. So they only bring it on themselves. Right. So what you how'd you think of the or what'd you think of the acting the kids um, did? Because this was like a very heavily dominated by children. Yeah, it, it's mostly kids, and it focuses like in the original. You know, it's like it's in the the kids are adults and it kind of flashes back to when they were kids to tell the stories. This is based, basically, this whole movie's the kids, their whole storyline in the, what is it based, the 60s? Is that when they're in their 70s? Um, 60s, I think. I can't remember now. It might have even been the 80s shit, I don't remember. I've slept since then. <laughs> um, So it's neat to see the full development of just the kids section of the movie. And I think they did a pretty good job as far as acting. You could tell some of them were fresh. Like they got, they're just saying their lines versus, I don't know, feeling their lines. I don't know how you want to say that. Yeah. But. When you're that young, it's hard to 
like feel the role. But I feel like as the movie went on, it got better, and so yeah. you felt like they were just being themselves then. But I think it's when they're trying to develop their own acting skills and their own style, it's a little difficult because they're young. Because right. they're what, like 13, 14, probably something? Yeah, of them. probably. Just, I kept looking at those kids like, they're so little. How are they acting? They're so little. I know. And I'm like, dang, I can't remember a grocery list. And they remember all these lines. It takes a lot of training, probably. Yeah. So what did you uh, think of the story? I thought, I mean, the story is good. I mean, just because I'm relating it to the old, the movie and the book, it's, it changed. It's very changed. They changed a little bit, but it's not so far off from the original that you're like this is a completely different story it can't even be a remake or a uh in the image of it it's it still follows the story pretty well right yeah i I thought it was a really good story in there i did like oh i thought it was pretty cool the the relationship between all the kids and their Mm -hmm. little losers club that they yeah got together and they came together and were like telling their um, stories on like how they met the clown or how they saw the clown Mm -hmm. i just thought it was a little bit drawn out like with the it took like a long time to get to that point for them to start talking about their experiences Mm -hmm. and did you like the the clown did i like the clown did i think he was like scary like did you just yeah like was he creepy he definitely was creepy he definitely had a uh, a creepy creeper image. I, w- I don't know that I was scared of him because I feel like maybe they over embellished some of the things like when his teeth came out and I feel like they tried to make him more scarier than he needed to be because sometimes yeah. just the creepy element of who is a psycho and a clown makeup is creepy enough. Like you said, you yeah. don't know who's behind the face or whatever. Yeah. But I would say I was creeped out. I wasn't like, oh my God, it's freaking me out every time he was on screen. (laughs) Because he talked, I feel like he talked more than in the original movie. So it kind of throws you off when you're having a conversation with him. It's weird. Yeah. I think if they cut back his his lines of talking, it might have been more creepy. Mm -hmm. Him just like maybe standing there or like smiling or... Or staring. Staring. uh, Yeah. Laughing maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely did good with him, like, jumping out and things. Like, all of a sudden he wasn't there and then he was there. So that was good. But yeah, I couldn't say I was like, oh, man, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. No, not definitely not. No. No, like I said, it was closer to, like, a like a horror thriller than just, like, a straight-up, like, horror, like, trying to scare you at every moment. Right, like I said, it was more about pop-out scaries, like, you jump out or whatever. Because there wasn't a lot of, like... I mean, there were a couple gory parts but it, there wasn't a lot of like blood and guts and gory and no cutting parts off and whatever and right so you saw the original mm-hmm. movie yeah i saw it but my memory is not as good as yours what kind of differences can you think of differences between this one and the um, old one i guess the first thing like the bully what's his name henry bowers I'm having a hard time remembering. I know that he was a bully and he was mean to the chubby kid. What's his name? Ben. Ben. Ben Hanscom. He was mean to him. But in this one, they made him 
a lot more violent. Like, you know, he cuts Ben in this one, and the, I don't yeah. remember that in the other one. I know he pushed him down, and, and you know, he kills his dad in this one, and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, that was out of nowhere. So I think they made him a little more violent in this one than in the original. I mean, he was a bully in the original, but it was more of a shove you down, put you in the locker type of thing versus actually hurt you. Yeah. The kid that played Richie, that Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yep. He's very funny. The jokes are a lot more dirty in this one than they were in the original. Very inappropriate. Yes. The original, they were not as dirty. Everyone in this one was about his mom or doing his mom. or I'm just like, this kid is 12. He should not be talking about doing his mom. Penises and balls. But other than that, I mean, they were pretty closely character-wise matching up with the old and the new i feel i mean there were subtle differences but for the most part they kind of lined up yeah and i felt myself when i was watching the movie trying to remember okay so if he's richie in this movie who is who was richie in the other movie and how are they alike and oh yeah what was he like in the last one instead of enjoying the movie i think i was trying to compare a lot you know oh, what i mean like the characters too yeah much. i think so yeah. Did that take away from your I think so, just experience a little I, bit? I think so. Like, because I've seen it so much, it's like, I'm trying to compare what character goes with what and if it's really matching up and, oh, they changed this, but they didn't change that. And I don't know. It might have took it away a little bit. I think for someone, if they were watching it for the first time, would be more freaked out than somebody who already knows the story. Right. So we decided to come up with like three moments that we really liked from the movie and we have three different ones so you mentioned like your number one basically about yes about richie every time richie opens his mouth yes. it's some dirty joke it's just it's a dirty joke it definitely brings some humor to the movie which paul it's supposed to be a scary movie and paul's in the theater like cracking up loud i'm like shut up it's supposed to be scary why are you laughing it's funny his jokes were really so good there is a point that I laughed and it was kind of inappropriate because Georgie runs into like a construction sign type thing and he like head first runs into it and falls backwards mm-hmm. and it was so stupid like slapstick comedy but I cracked up and I was laughing even long after it was over like it's so stupid but why was it funny? <laughs> because it was so it was such like a serious moment it was him like chasing, chasing his boat down right. the street and you're waiting for something bad to happen and you're like anticipating something bad to happen and it's wham <laughs> he runs right into that road and gets knocked out and you're like oh like, my god it's a construction equipment oh god it was funny so i what my first, first moment one? was uh georgie's interaction with pennywise mm-hmm. when the boat is going down the sh- street and it gets into the sewer mm-hmm. and then there's pennywise mm-hmm and he's talking to him and he's says you want it you want your boat you want your boat back and you can come down here yeah grab it you can grab it and it was just a really creepy mm-hmm. moment and they definitely made that scene a little more graphic than in the first one which kind of makes it good because it anticipates the creepiness that's gonna come yeah and i think they tried to amp up the the scary of it by trying to make it a little more graphic than in the last one right but it was a different time when the last one was made, you know, the 1990 was... That was 
a different time for scary movies, you know. 20, over 20 years ago. With Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and all that stuff. Right. It's a different element of scary. Yep. And they, I saw somewhere on the internet that Pennywise doesn't ever blink. And when he talks, he kind of drools. I don't remember that part. Yeah, I don't remember him drooling. Now the blinking part, yeah, I could, I kind of remember that. It was creepy because his eyes are just constantly open, like mm. like he's just staring at you, like he's ready to just eat you. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I'm sure they did it to make it more creepy. Yeah, and that so that moment, I think, really set the tone for the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else did you have? Um, my number two was that there was a basement scene in which, what is it, Bill goes down because he thinks he sees Georgie. And so he starts running down the basement stairs to see Georgie. And you see Georgie, like, kind of hiding in the corner in his yellow raincoat. But as the picture becomes more clear, it's Pennywise and he's using Georgie as, like, a hand puppet. Yeah. And that so he's, like, moving up. Georgie's mouth, but Pennywise is talking. Mm-hmm. And the busman, the busman. The basement <laughs> is flooded with water, and all of a sudden he, like, drops Georgie and he charges. That creeped me out a little bit. That was pretty scary in the basement. Yeah. It's dark and kind of, you can see, but you can't see type of thing. Right. Yeah, that was a really good That was scene. a good creepy one. Yeah. My number two was the garage scene mm-hmm. when all the kids are in the garage. They're going over a projector. They're looking at a projector looking at images and i think this is when they realize they've all had some kind of interaction with pennywise and they're looking at this projector looking at images and then pennywise appears on the projector and he's not really in the photo Mm -hmm. but he's there and like they all see it and they just all start freaking out and the projector starts messing up and it's not running right and they're like how do you turn it off it's not turning off and they're like the clown is just there, like in every photo, mm-hmm. and uh, that was they built that up really nicely. Well, yeah, because then eventually jumps out of the wall, basically to like attack them. It's pretty, it's pretty scary because it's like yeah. you're not expecting it, and then it's wham, there it is. So mm-hmm. it's definitely creepy. Yeah, I like that. So what's your number three? Um, my number three was when the Losers Club they went into this old abandoned house to go and try and kill the clown or find the clown or whatever because they think he's staying in there because of this well anyway and they all kind of get separated so there's different elements of scary for each kid because they get by themselves and he actually attacks one of them and it's definitely just a really creepy scene because of all the different scary elements because each room is different scary because each kid is afraid of something different and if you are afraid of clowns like okay there's Pennywise the clown but then there's a whole room of clowns so, oh, yeah. So, if you're afraid of clowns, this is definitely not a movie for you. No. But I liked that story section because of the different elements of different stories. Yeah. So, now you're talking about, like, because they went two different times. The first time they went. The first time. Yeah. The second time they actually went down in the well, remember, into the sewer. But That's the, right, yeah. The first time they actually went upstairs and, remember, he fell through the floor and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was... That was a really good scene. Mm-hmm. What was your third one? My third one was the floating bodies underground. Oh, yeah. So that's when they go back to the house the second time. They actually go down in the well where Pennywise lives. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going through this sewer and there's just big open area of the sewage and you see all the floating children and I'm like oh my gosh because that was that was like one of the big thing that they kept talking about was you'll f- we'll float down here y'all you- you'll float too you'll float too mm-hmm. and there was probably over a hundred kids just floating in the air they weren't in the water but they're floating in the air which was so weird kind of like helium in a balloon oh yeah that's you're so right about that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's supposed to be like the clown has balloons you know and helium and all that yep because the red balloon was a big yeah thing in the movie too mm-hmm. all right so i had a couple of fun facts i had a poll from um the imdb.com website first fact 27 is a number that often becomes associated with this story this film was released 27 years after the original 1990 television miniseries. In the book, it is mentioned that it returns to Derry approximately every 27 years. Jonathan Brandis, who played young Bill in the original film, died at 27 years old. This movie was released one month after Bill Skarsgård's 27th birthday. The official U.S. release date is 9-8-2017. 9 plus 8 plus 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 7 equals 27. So that's a little bit creepy. I just want you to... Um, what's his name? Jonathan Brandis. He killed himself. He did not die. He killed himself. So oh, he killed himself? If he decided to do that when he was 27, that's because he's a dumbass. <laughs> I think they, the release date of this movie was definitely planned to be... I think that's why they redid it this time for because of the twenty-seven number to make it all line up and all, all the come together so that it's meant to be. And ooh, it's even spookier because it all happens twenty-seven years. So, right, because this movie was in production eight years before it was released. Right. So you can't tell me that it took eight years to do this movie. No, they just waited to release it because yeah, they wanted it all to line up. Yeah, of the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had another fact. About six months before the film was released, Stephen King was shown a screening. Afterwards, he said that the film exceeded his expectations and that the producers had done a wonderful job. So that's, that's good to get his blessing. Definitely. That's definitely <laughs> a high compliment coming from him, the, the king of scare. Yeah. Also, Bill Skarsgård had admitted that he was so into his performance as Pennywise, that he would have constant nightmares during production. That kind of reminds me of... Um, I know what you're going to say. The Joker. The Joker. Yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How he was so into his character and he was having troubles, and that's why he was taking sleeping pills and whatever else and overdosed and all that. Yep. Which is... I can see that. You know, you get into this weird psycho character and it consumes you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're so... You take your work so seriously mm-hmm. that you do anything possible to nail this role. Well, just think about what you do on a daily. So there's times in my job where I come home and it's been a long day and I go to sleep and I'm dreaming about the stuff that I did at work that day or things that happen on a ne- the next day or whatever. Because your mind is constantly on that job or what you've done that day. So I can see how they can have nightmares about it. Yeah. And there's sometimes I'm thinking of something that i want to like accomplish and i sometimes can't get it off my mind and i can't go to sleep 
Mm-hmm. And one more fact: Channing Tatum was rumored to be to play Pennywise. That's just weird. I thought that was so weird. I did not see him as a dancing clown. No, that's definitely. He's too big. Like you know what I mean? Too yeah, he's too big. And, you know, you see the clown. He's this tall, lanky guy. Is the clown? Yeah. That you picture because of the way he's described in the book and the movie. It's just it, that would have been a terrible casting, in my opinion. I think Channing Tatum is like a dumb meathead. Unless he was going to be like a stripping clown, then maybe. But okay, wait a minute. Whoa, <laughs> this is not like Magic Mike. <laughs> Magic Mike Clown Edition. Magic it. <laughs> So, the, they're obviously going to make a sequel because of the move, how much money this movie made. And that sequel is going to be released uh, September 6th, 2019. Is that 27? Does that add up to 27? Ooh, it might. 16, 17. Yep, it does. It, does it really? It does. That is messed up. <laughs> they did that on purpose, they, you know. I that know they, absolutely. <laughs> so, any expectations for the sequel? Um, well, I'm thinking that it's going to be 27 years after they went down in the well, and so now they're all adults. Yeah, that's definitely so what I think is going to happen. It'll be interesting to see who they cast as the adults for each kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be interesting to see how things have changed and how many kids have went missing this time and if they really go back down and kill it and whatever. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'll definitely see it. I don't know if we'll go see it in the theater again because the anticipation's not as good as it was for the first one. Right. That might be like a rental or a Netflix type thing, but yeah, I'll definitely be worth watching, I think, to see how it ends. Yep. I will uh, be watching it too. All right. You ready to drink? I'm ready to drink. All right. Let's do with it. All right. So the beer I'm drinking is the Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin. By New Belgium. It's a 6.4% ABV, 10 IBUs. The beer uses a California ale yeast with nugget hops, pale menya, pale rar, caramel, and Munich malts. It also uses pumpkin, habanero, and Saigon cinnamon spices. So, what do you think of this bottle? I like it. It's a pretty orange color, and there's like a, a skeleton guy on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face has a uh, skeleton, like you said, which you'll see on a lot of the New Belgium, like, voodoo mm. uh, bottles. I guess this Voodoo Ranger is a new, like, line of beers. This one's a special release. The uh, The guy on it with the skeleton face looks like a hipster. He's got, like skinny jeans <laughs> like high top shoes a jacket unbuttoned shirt some weird glasses and the beer itself is a it's a dark harvest orange color like a golden color yeah like a golden color you know it looks like a typical pumpkin mm-hmm. beer Aromas are sweet, um, cinnamony, pumpkin, caramel. Mmm, that's good. Yeah. 
that's good uh good sweet up front and then it has like that habanero spice on the back end oh i forgot you told me i had a spice on it yep yeah on the bottle it says pumpkin ale featuring cinnamon and habanero chili peppers for just the right amount of heat does it leave a little spice on your tongue like in the back of my throat i can feel the heat from like the pepper oh yeah you're you can try it you're more than welcome to try it um hard pass a hard pass yeah i don't do the spice you don't do the spice no okay but yeah this is this is good let me take another drink of it yeah it's like the very tail end with the habanero uh, chili pepper i like it's a medium body and smooth in the middle the pumpkin is not overbearing which i appreciate the cinnamon is there just enough yeah it's pretty good i would recommend it to try it how many caps how many caps would i give this i would give this let me guess four and a half no that's too high three and a half just one tick one quarter one quarter higher 3.75 3.75 is what i would give this it's pretty good then you sure you don't want to try it no i'm good thanks okay what are you drinking okay i'm drinking red's wicked mango um a few facts about the wicked ciders um it's considered wicked because it has a higher apv which this is eight percent and most of red's apple ales are five percent and so um this is actually um not a cider it's considered a beer and what does it say it says the difference between an ale and a cider wicked is an ale getting its alcohol from a fermented and malted grain ciders get their alcohol from fermented apple juice so this is more like a beer not a cider so technically i'm drinking beer Mm. okay so it's um it's supposed to be mango flavored so let's give it a try and see what it tastes like it's very fruity smelling almost pretty good it's very fruity I wouldn't know that I would say mango right off the top of my tongue, but, and you still have that, like, when you do a cider or, uh, I guess an ale, it kind of has that beer taste, but the fruit is so strong, it almost kills out the, the beer flavor. Mango is always one of those fruits that are hard to pick out. It's like, you don't really... You want to try it? I mean, it's like, you literally have to eat a mango to be like... Oh yeah, that's that's mango. Right. It's just hard to I mean, pick out. I mean, we've ate mangoes, but when you're drinking a mango flavor, it's hard to say, "Oh, it's a mango." Yeah, because it's just like it's hard to remember what a mango tastes like. It's almost bubbly, like it's almost too bubbly. Like it yeah. kind of gets bubbly in the back of your throat. Yeah, that's a lot of carbonation. Mm-hmm. Cuz I know every time we do our strange brew segments, we've had a couple mango beers thrown in there and i've never been able to get them mm-hmm. you know actually that's to me it still tastes like a peach flavor a little bit a little bit of peach yeah it it's okay it's definitely not my favorite it's very light bodied yes and it's still very Fru- fruity it's fruity, almost yes. too much fruity yep i would like it to be a little less mango flavor i guess and a little more beer flavor yep then i don't know 
It's too much girly drink, I guess, for me. If you, I mean, I like my girly drinks, but this is maybe a little too much. If you told me that was a ale, mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe you. Right. You'd be like, okay, what is it it's really? Like, yeah, what is it really? Because... It almost tastes like one of those fruit-flavored wines, like a Moscato fruit-flavored yeah, wine. definitely. Not so much like a flavored beer or right. ale, I guess. Yeah. Did it say what the what it was brewed with, like the malts? No. No? Because... I can't really, it doesn't really have a, like a very strong like malt body. It just says malted grain. It doesn't say what kind. Yeah. And I think Reds is like a subsidiary of Miller. Um, Reds is their own brewing company. Oh yeah. Mo- yep. Subsidiary of Miller Coors. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that tells you right there that... This is not really craft. This is just... It's just... (laughs) It's just a beer. Yeah. It's beer-flavored water. It's just beer-flavored water with... Basically. A hint of, like, peach and mango. It's my type of beer, because I'm not a big craft beer fan, so it's my type of beer. Yeah. Because if you left it up to me, the whole podcast would be about Bud Light. (laughs) 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 Not craft beer, so... It'd be like Bud Light Platinum. Good thing I'm only a guest sometimes. Bud Light Lime. Ew, no limes. No limes. The platinums, though. So, anyway, so I would, I'd probably give this like a two and a half. Yeah. I'd probably give it a 2.75 just oh. because they try to like. Just because you're so they nice. They try to really, I'm so nice. Yep. Saf and Sarah say that too. I'm just really nice and I'm afraid to like put anything down. But they try to reel you in with like the fruit flavors. Yeah, I mean, you think it's going to be so good because it's a mango, and you're like, ooh, I like mangoes, but it's a little too much. So I'd say two and a half, and maybe because it's still too bubbly for me. So Right. But it was, it's decent. It's not my favorite, though. Do you have any final thoughts before we close this out? Nope, I don't. Really? I know. Normally, I just say whatever's on my mind, but I don't have anything right now. I'm too tired. Too tired? Yeah. Too worried about waking up the baby? Yes. <laughs> Yep. Well, this I'm really proud of because we've kept this well under an hour. This is like a true light episode. So, quit talking and let's wrap it up. Okay. Well, since Keith just didn't show up, you know, he's he didn't show up for the job, I'm going to have to sign us out. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking the links on our website or by searching Drink In, Geek Out on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at drinkingeekout at gmail.com or tweet us using hashtag drinkingeekout. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out. I'm like, he wasn't invited. <laughs> Don't say that about Keith. Jeez. <laughs> he made it sound like we invited him and he didn't show up. He's always invited. <laughs> okay. He just doesn't show up. That sounds worse.
Okay, listen. Shut up. We're cutting this part out. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Listen. Okay. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at drinkingeekout. You can also check us out. Okay, I just messed that all up. <laughs> Starting over. You can see this is why I need Keith to come. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.